Welcome to the Land of Etheria. Season 1, The Shattering. Episode 32, Nabor and the Red Crystal. Once upon a time, in the Land of Etheria, there was a Princess Nea and a Princess Lulu, and they went on the most amazing adventures. They had just learned an amazing revelation. The giants all around Etheria were actually protectors of the five elemental temples. With the help of fairies, they were meant to protect the temples once they were healed by the keepers. Once they realized that the giants were actually nice giants and mostly misunderstood by Princess Nay and Princess Lulu, they wanted to make things right with them. So the first thing Nea and Lulu decided to do was go back to the frost caves and apologize to the frost giant Nabor, whom they took the blue crystal from a long time ago when their adventure began. They traveled back to the frost caves as quickly as they could and made their way to the frost giant's cave. However, they didn't completely think this plan through. You see, they didn't speak the giant's language and wouldn't be able to communicate with them once they got there because giants spoke a different tongue. Much to their surprise, though, when they descended into the frost giant's cave, they found that this was full of other giants and fairies who had made themselves visible. For there was a great giant hall within the frost caves. When they walked up, all the giants looked at them and started shouting, Wobblegordo Tootie! Gorbelforbaconda! Snarglewagaslaga! Snarglewaslaga! Now it all sounded very, very angry. And if the princesses had approached them with fear, they would have tried to defend themselves or run from the giants. And in fact, the thought did cross their minds to run away and to leave. For they were very big and very scary. But they both took a deep breath and tried to remain respectful and calm, seeing the giants in a new way, thanks to Flix. Fairies of... Nea started. Cottondale, one of the fairies responded. He had a long, blue, sparkling tail. Might you be so kind as to translate? she asked. The fairy chuckled. They are greeting you both, but with caution. Your stories of finding the keepers at all costs are well known, especially to the protectors of the temple. They are partly impressed and partly afraid from the princesses from the stone castle. Seeing how you have learned from the dwarves how to take down a giant... Nea and Lulu both looked at each other. Giants? Partly afraid of us? They thought. Wow. Might you let them know that me and my sister wish to apologize to the frost giant named Nabor? Nea said boldly. The fairy translated to the group of giants, one of whom was Nabor, the one they had put to sleep. Another one looked to be Rakta, from Mount Torconda. Nabor came forward and stood before the princesses. The blue fairy buzzed over and spoke. Had you asked for the crystal, he would have given it to you. In fact, I believe that was Tuck's intention in sending you both and Prince Paul here in the first place. He fluttered around the two princesses. Nea and Lulu were very embarrassed. They couldn't believe how much trouble they had caused with the giants without even knowing it. Scrabba Bohinda. 
spoke one of the giants in the corner. The group discussed amongst themselves in their giant tongue for a minute. The fairies just listened. Zag, it turned out, was the blue fairy's name, not to be confused with the other fairy they had met, Zig, who was actually his sister. He jumped into conversation with the giants and became very heated. When the matter was settled, the fairy flew back over. The giants have decided that they will only accept your apology if you find Nabor's daughter. He is furious and wants you to bring her back. Nea and Lulu looked at each other. We wouldn't know where to look, Nea said. She's gone to the Withered Isle, Zag said. The Withered Isle? asked Lulu. Yes, it's out on the Torturian Sea, Zag answered. Once we find her, how are we going to talk with her? Zag sighed. I am to go with you, although you won't need me to talk with her. She is a very special giant. She's gone looking for the red crystal. The red crystal? Nea confirmed. Zag nodded. Nea and Lulu immediately agreed, even though they hadn't thought of how they were going to get to the Withered Isle. They had an idea, though. Whenever they needed help, they could always count on their friend Hickory, the inventor. So they traveled back to Sparland and went to visit the inventor's shop. Luckily, he was there. By now, he had brought Joe there, who was still resting from her illness. In fact, Jewel from the underwater kingdom of Alamia, and a longtime friend of Joe's, had heard she was sick and was visiting. When Nea saw Joe, she thought it would be a good time to ask her how to use the magic Skyravian feather she found. She had once seen Joe with a magic feather, and Joe had used it to grow the most amazing and beautiful wings to fly up to a secluded cliff to achieve some special roots. Well, Joe said very slowly and sweetly, to use the feather, you have to concentrate very hard on feeling your wings as another part of your body. You have to feel them growing out of your back and consciously move them like any other muscle in your body. It feels like you are reaching out from behind you, then up into the sky. It might take some practice, but you'll get it. Just keep trying. Oh, and don't practice on the edge of a cliff. She gave Nea a half smile. Are you going to be okay? Nea asked, referring to Joe's illness. I may not, she said quietly. But that can be okay, Princess Nea of Sparland. I have had many adventures with Jewel and my brother, like you and your sister. Hickory is your brother? Nea asked. Joe nodded. We haven't always seen things the same way, but yes, we are siblings, and went on a very similar adventure like yours and your sister's. Sometimes with Jewel, sometimes with Simon, and sometimes with others. Hickory was the other Turanian keeper back then. Would you like to hear something special? She asked. Nea got close enough to hear her whisper. He's the one who cracked the crystal. But I'll let him tell you that story when he's ready. Try not to make the same mistake he did. They can be cracked, Lulu said, overhearing their conversation. I think that's enough, Hickory said, walking into the room. Princess Nea, Joe needs her rest. Besides, 
Jewel and I have a way for you to get to the Withered Isle. Joe leaned in and smiled at Nea and Lulu. Be brave. Save Etheria. You'll be in good hands. And she gave Jewel a smile and a nod. Hickory and Jewel explained that Jewel could have a boat ready for them that afternoon and sail to the isle. It was interesting for the princesses to see Jewel with legs because the last time they met her, she was a mermaid with a fish tail. Just like a Skyrabian feather could give you wings to fly, a Tartorian scale could give you a fish tail and gills to swim underwater. Come on, you landmaids, shiver me timbers, and let's go find that giant, Jewel said, marching out the door. But when they got to Tortura Cove, there was no boat. Instead, Jewel pulled out a small metal ring and a key, similar to what Hickory used to summon King Derakudon of Alamia. She knocked the key against the ring and then dipped it into the water, letting it reverberate throughout the sea. Off in the distance, a ship began to emerge from the sea. At first, the crow's nest emerged, where the lookout stayed, then the sails, then finally the body of the ship floated up, until the ship was now riding on the sea like a normal ship. Only this ship looked different than any ship you've ever seen before. It was pearly white and iridescent, which means it looked like shimmering rainbows that changed colors in the light, and there were elegant flowing designs on the side of the ship. They quickly boarded the ship, which also had a whole crew of Torturians, who were now in their landmaid and landmen forms. Landmaids and landmen are what Torturians and Skyrabians call people without fins or wings essentially people who walk on land. Zag, batten down the hatches, Jewel said, pointing to one side of the boat. It was clear that Jewel wasn't a true sailor, but she sure did make it sound like fun. She was full of energy and excitement. Girls, she looked at the princesses, are you two ready for an adventure? They both nodded. Great, let's find Nabor's little girl and the red crystal before anyone else does. Sammy, Billy, Play us some music. She looked back at a few of the crew members who had instruments, and they began to play songs as the ship set sail on its way to the Withered Isle. The End The Land of Etheria is produced by a father-daughter team and made possible in part to its supporting fans. It's contributions from fans like you that keep the adventure going. If you enjoy The Land of Etheria, and would like to see more episodes, please visit us at www.thelandofetheria.com and consider supporting the podcast. Thank you, and have a great night.